0: It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom. I decided to start looking up these little quizzes that sometimes you'll find in psychology today or papers like that. And when I looked at the questions, for instance, the first test, of course, that I happened to fall upon was a sexual test. It's called the sex personality test. And I thought to myself, after I realized that you had to pay to get the answer, After you take this quiz, I looked at the questions and I found the questions to be even more fascinating than most likely what my answers would be. So I thought I'd share. And we could make our own little quiz and I don't have to charge you $3.95 to find out what makes you tick. How's that? So just for instance, every one of these 10 that I'm going to say to you are prefaced by this. How many times have you had sex in the following settings or situations? Okay, so the first one is, in the same room where other people are sleeping, why would you want to? Let's be real. If you know this person, obviously you know the person if you're sleeping with the person, but what would possess you to want to have sex with that person that you already know, it's not like it's a novelty, in the same room where other people are sleeping? You have to be quiet. You don't want to wake anybody up. Is that the thrill? The forbidden part that you're doing something that nobody knows you're doing. You know, maybe there's something to it. I guess there is that little fantasy part where you're almost doing something wrong. I don't know. Let's move on to the second one. In a guest room while visiting friends or family. Well, of course, we would have sex in a situation like that. Wouldn't you? I mean, there's no predicting when you're going to want to have sex. I've had sex in a closet. Where's the strangest place that you've had sex? And don't tell me it's sleeping in somebody's guest room. This is a good one. At a strip club, peep show, or X-rated movie theater? I'd be afraid to touch anything, let alone have sex there. I mean, walking in the place I would probably want to have gloves on. A peep show? Who would take somebody with them to a peep show? Isn't a peep show meant for peeping? Not to be with somebody? Oh, next, in the bathroom of a public place. That one I can see. It's just that you'd have to situate yourself in a way that your feet don't show underneath, right? Because most public bathrooms are either the men's room or the ladies' room. Unless you're with somebody that is of the same sex, one of you is going to have to hide your feet. How stimulating would it be to have somebody show up and use the stall next door while you're in the middle of sexual escapades? That's pretty gross. In a car, um, I don't think there's one of us out there that has not had sex in a car. And if you haven't, you need to. Just to say that you've done it. You're old enough now that you should have experienced this. It's not fun. It doesn't feel any better. There's nothing really good about it. In fact, if you have the opportunity, I would suggest you use the trunk or the hood instead. Outdoors in a public area. That's kind of nice. You know, you don't have to be out there for everybody to see, but you could be in a park with a blanket and maybe behind the bushes It adds a little spice to your life. And that breeze does feel nice. It's something you should just take into consideration. All right, so now you see that I have more fun just examining the questions than I do with the answers. I'm basically answering for both of us. Not that I'm a control freak or anything, but you're not able to talk back to me yet. But you can if you'd like to write me On iTunes, right there in that little section that says notes and comments, you can tell me which place you would have sex in comfortably or not. Moving on. Here's the next question, and it's about bondage. Here's the first question. What is your view on bondage, restraining your hands and legs, etc.? What is our view on bondage? Hmm you know, it's got its perks. It does. There's something about it. Not the extremism of bondage, but letting your partner have control, even if it's just for a short while, you not having to make any decisions at all. What's so bad about that? How about What is your view on sexual spanking that leaves light red marks? All right, so you know what that means. It's not really hard hits, but it's enough to make an impact. It's enough to make you stop and say, wait, what am I doing? Or why have I allowed this? Then again, it's all part of that role playing. Could you allow yourself to be submissive enough to allow somebody to do that to you? Or would you like to be the one that does the spanking? How about you wouldn't want to do either one of them? How about they're just good questions? What is your view on couples recording themselves having sex? And first question comes to mind for me is, well, what are they going to do with the recordings? Are they keeping them for keepsakes for themselves? Or do they plan on sharing them? Do both people get a copy of this tape? What is your view on couples watching themselves in the mirror while having sex? Okay, now we're onto to a different kind of subject here. We're all nothing but a mirror reflection of ourselves, so why not look? <laughs> you might feel something, but it sure does intensify if you can see what it is that you're feeling. A look on his face that you might have missed if turned the other way. A look on your own face that you now know comes from what he's doing. Imagine a mirror on the ceiling. Have you ever in your life? A mirror on the ceiling, a mirror on the dresser. Put that in your bucket list. Just try it. Five minutes. And lastly, what is your view on role-playing? For instance, playing cheerleader or football player, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, it really can spice up your sex life. Even if you just tell stories to each other and you pretend you don't have to go out and get the costumes, you can have a great time just by talking about stuff. And oddly enough, I bet you'll never run out of anything to say. You'll find a million different situations to put him in or yourself. Okay, next we're talking about sadomasochism, which is mutually consensual sexual activity in which one partner derives sexual pleasure from inflicting physical or emotional abuse and threesomes, which of course is a sexual liaison involving three people, usually a couple and a third person. The questions go like this, what is your view on threesomes? Well, have you ever done that? Would you ever want to be a part of a threesome, whether it's two men and you, or a couple, a man and a woman with you, or two other women? It's not the question for me to answer. None of these are, really. These are just questions for you to think about. Those are hot fantasies. It doesn't mean that it ever has to come true, but you have to allow yourself at least the opportunity to just consider it. What is your view on sadomasochism? Do you like the idea of hurting somebody or having somebody hurt you? And knowing flat out that it's going to cause pain? There are people that get off on it. Maybe you're one of them. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't even make you crazy. It's just something different that you might like. Notice how I've changed this from me to you. Here comes a good one. What is your view on anal sex with anything? I don't need to describe what can go in there. How do you feel about it? Do you like it? Notice I didn't say, have you done it? I just came right out and asked if you liked it. My mother told me never to do it. And it's probably the one time in my life I listened to my mom. (laughs) What do you think? If I understood it better, maybe I'd have a better view. But for the life of me, I don't understand what about it is pleasurable. And I would really love for someone to finally be able to break through that with me. I don't mean the act. I mean telling me, explaining to me what is the pleasurable part. I'm not kidding. I can't think of one thing. What is your view on the use of sex toys, vibrators? You know, I think if there's anything that can enhance a sexual experience, it should be used or offered or considered. Why not? Kind of change it up. Here we're moving on to phone sex. I think we now call it sexting. You know, as far as I'm concerned, it's great as long as you have a relationship with that person. Because if you sexed with somebody that you haven't met yet, it sort of takes away from all the spontaneity that would have been there if you had gotten together. Now you already know each other's hot spots, You know what buttons to push. And the first time you meet up, what's left? Now, if you're married or if you've known somebody for a long time and it really keeps your marriage or relationship afloat, By talking to each other that way on the phone, hey, I'm all for it. How about you? What's your view on swinging? Would you do that? Would you go with your boyfriend and be with another guy and girl sexually? Most people engage in the privacy of their own homes. They trade, they take turns. The part that I don't understand is why would you do it with the same couple over and over again? If you're gonna swing, you might as well swing. I mean, you have crossed the line if you're swinging. Why would you do it repetitively with the same people? If you're going to be bad, be really bad. (laughs) What is your view on oral sex? Well, what is it? I think most people like it. I really do. But the funny thing is, there are many men that I've met in my lifetime that have said to me their wives would have nothing to do with it. Again, it doesn't make either one of them bad people. And if I like it, it doesn't make me a harlot. It's a matter of your own personal taste. Pardon the pun. And what is your view on sexy lingerie? I love wearing lingerie. I just do. It makes me feel seductive. It's just something little, a little bit more that he can take off of me. You see, it's like being a little bit of a strip tease. It covers the good parts, just enough to make him want to take it off. And if you haven't experimented with lingerie, the best way to break into the business is is to sweet-talk your boyfriend or husband into taking you to a store that sells this lingerie and ask him to pick out what he likes, what he would love to see on you. Better yet, ask him what he would like to see on you to take off of you. mm mm -mm. By the time I'm done with you and you're done with me, our men aren't going to stand a chance. Where do you like to have sex when you're at home or your partner's house? In bed? Mostly in bed? Hmm, maybe different rooms in the house? Other bedrooms in the house? Anywhere you would like? Or you just don't like having sex at all? Do you know, now that I think about it, I have lived in this four-bedroom house now for two years, and I have only had sex in my own bedroom Why is that? I mean, I've had sex in other rooms, but none of the other bedrooms. And I have no kids here, so I've got nobody that I'm hiding from. Why in the world haven't I used the three other bedrooms? You might want to think about that because that would absolutely break things up and stir the pot a bit and get the juices flowing. How often do you introduce something new into your sex life? Well, that sort of is introducing something new, but Here they're asking percentage-wise, do you introduce something new almost every time you have sex? On most occasions, sometimes you like to, maybe you never try to bring anything new into the bedroom. That's a really good question. Whether it be a piece of lingerie, a fantasy, a story, looking in the mirror, a new position, how often do you change things up? Just how important is sex in your life? That should have been the very first question on this test. Are you the type that you can't survive without it? Is it really important? Somewhat important? Eh, I could live without it. If it were up to me, sex wouldn't even exist. Which one of those people are you? Eventually, you're going to have to live up to that answer. Now, this is a really good question. How do you feel about getting undressed while your sexual partner watches you? Almost like, could you do a strip tease in front of your partner? It's liberating. If you haven't done it, even if you just put a coat and gloves on, I'm not kidding you. Just try it one button at a time. Let the coat, slide off of one shoulder from the back. One glove, one finger at a time. It's a blast. And you have great music going in the background. Maybe Joe Cockers, you could leave your hat on. Maybe even just put the hat on with the gloves and the coat. You wind up with just the hat. It's so much fun. But you're either the kind of woman that loves it Or would never even think of doing it. Every once in a while, though, one of these questions really hits home. Because even if you're a black or white kind of woman, you can find middle ground with that one. It's worth a shot. Are you comfortable with sex in the light? Or do you have to have the lights off? Wow, I mean, these are things that I haven't thought of since I was probably 16 years old. (laughs) And even then, I'm not sure I cared. But there are people that are very inhibited and only want to have sex in the dark. And it doesn't make you less sexual than the next woman. You might just like the intimacy of the darkness. What's wrong with that? Does it turn you on if your partner makes noises during sex, grunts, groans, yells, lets you know, breathes heavy? Does it turn you on? Does it offend you? Does it make you uncomfortable? Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to make you so neurotic by the time we're done with this test or these questions that the next time you have sex, you're going to be noticing everything. And you're going to say to yourself, Robin, get out of my head. Do you like talking dirty? And do you like if he talks dirty back? It's the only place that you can let loose and say whatever you want. Yeah, you can't do that to your children. You can't do it to your boss. You can't do it to your employees. But you can say whatever the hell you want in that bedroom. And if he can't take it, he's not the right guy for you. If you're the type that likes to talk dirty, you can't stifle a dirty talking woman. That's going to be the name of my podcast. In fact, I'm writing it down as we speak. Isn't it funny that I don't know what I'm going to call any podcast until I'm done recording it? In fact, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about until I sit down in front of the mic. think I'm kidding. That's what I'm calling this thing. Does this test ever end? I am not kidding. I'm tiring myself out with this test. How many different sexual positions do you use during sex? Now, that's a pretty random question, as if all the others weren't. But if you stop and think, there probably are less than how many fingers you have on your hand positions that you frequent. I could pretty much guarantee that. I mean, how many are there? Basically, what's happening to me by talking about this to you, I'm wearing myself out. And I don't mean sexually stimulated. It's become more clinical than sexual. Where I should be wanting a cigarette after having this conversation, I'm wanting to just say goodbye to this test. I'm done. Anyway, the next time you do engage, stick with your plan. Try one new thing. Out of everything we just talked about, pick one. Go for the mirror. Yeah. Go for the lingerie. Try one new thing. And then the next time, let him try one new thing. And then you can just, as musicians say, trade fours, keep taking turns. Sex should be fun, lots of fun. Well, I hope I got your juices stirred and your blood flowing and your mind racing. And you've got a new idea and a new fantasy to think about. And you're just going to have to let me know how that goes. Not how the session goes, just how it played out in your head. I would love to know if you did pick up one new thing and try it. Hey, you know, we're not getting any younger here. Gotta go for the gusto while we got it. Now, this podcast of mine called Sugar Mom, I would so love it if you would just click that little button that says subscribe. I am not going to talk about sexual positions every time I'm on the air with you. I promise. You know that I talk about all kinds of things. My kids, your kids, our pets, anything that means something to us, I talk about. And most often I find that it's things that are inside your head to begin with. You're the one that influences me. It's not the other way around. But leave a comment. If you don't mind, tell me something you want me to talk about. Or let me know, maybe you want to come on and talk with me. I love having company when I'm on the air. I love it. And I would love for you to be a part of it. I'm on all the different podcast platforms, iTunes being number one. You could also go to my website. There's loads of stuff to look at there. Aside from the podcasts, there are pictures. There's, oh, you could buy my book. It comes in an audiobook, paperback, and an ebook. It's called The Diary of a Sugar Mom. I have a store, a real store on my website page where The only things that I sell there are things that I love. There is this mascara thingy that you put it on after the mascara and it just makes your eyelashes look even longer than they are. And I swear to you, it works. I use it every day. And then there's this other stuff. And if you think I even remember what the stuff is called, it's just stuff I like. But it's a little bit of a pasty kind of cream that you put under your eyes. You can't see it and you just let it sit there for two minutes and it dries and all the puffiness that's under your eyes goes away and the wrinkles disappear. It's like magic, but you can find that on the Sugar Mom store page and the website is sugarmom.net. And I have blogs and videos. It's just a fun website, but do subscribe to the podcast. It would be very much appreciated. Off I go trying to come up with the next topic, something that will Hopefully be non-sexual because I'm wearing myself out already. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Halloween. That should be your next fantasy. Dressing up in costume for sex. Woohoo! Hot. It's Robin Marshall. And you can call me Sugar Mom. A Westwood One podcast production.